Good morning, everyone. Happy Christmas Eve. Good to see you all. I want to do something real quick. Um, maybe a little quick. Okay, so I need everybody to say Merry Christmas. Got my bald head in it. So um, before we dismiss uh, Junior Church, I wanted to let everybody know that the D3 cheer team, um, which took first place down in Indy last Sunday, you can see this little girl, her name's Bethany. If you don't know who she is, she's got the, mo- the mo- uh, what is it, the, the awards, the medals that are hanging around her neck. So good job on that. Five years old through fifth grade, you're dismissed to walk to junior church. They're going to have a little bit of a fourth grade. I dropped my pocket. That's okay. Okay. You'll notice there are a lot of people wearing Christmas attire. We really like it. A bunch of people did. Adam Steiner did not, just so you know. Uh, He's trying to claim he did, but it is, no. Um, No. Yeah, so uh, we have one more announcement. Huh? Uh Uh-huh, right now. Nope. Aren't there pictures? Oh. Thank you. Okay, so... Pictures. <laughs> Pictures. A few weeks ago, um, I had you guys all bring in the games for the Heart and House. As you can see, um, they loved everything. Um, so thank you for all the donations. I'm still getting messages from them. They loved everything. So we look forward to doing it again next year in honor of my mom. So thank you again, and thank you. <laughs> So they had their Christmas party at Heart and House that Kelly started several years ago, um, and the family's keeping it up, and you guys were all part of it, and just so you know, next week, Heart and House will be here to talk about the ministry and everything, so I want to invite you to be a part of that. In keeping with my promise last week, it's the Christmas season, and what did I promise? A shorter sermon. So we're going to try to make sure that happens. So I want to thank each one of you for being here on Christmas Eve morning. Um, Many Christians often talk about keeping the importance of Christ in Christmas, and I can think of no better way than by gathering together with other believers and worshiping our God, the one who this season celebrates. There are some people who are very anxious to get home. You got uh, Christmas plans today. I want to invite you to come back, though, if you can, tonight to our Christmas Eve candlelight service. Uh, Information's in the bulletin. It's become a great tradition for many families here to join in, and it'll be about an hour or less, so it's not going to take a long time. It's just a, a great time, I think. So far in our Christmas series, we've looked at Christmas and the cross and how they give us hope. Enjoy These gifts of God were given to us at the manger, but not truly evident until the cross and the empty tomb. This morning, we're going to again look at the same scripture in Luke chapter 2, verse 13. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, 
praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. Whether it's printed on a greeting card, emblazoned on a sign outside a church, the proclamation of peace on earth and goodwill to all is often the forefront around Christmas. You'll hear a lot of people say that. Those few words sum up what many warm feelings and things that people want to share and express at Christmas time. But if we lift our, lift our heads above the tinsel and the presence, take a cold, hard look at the world around us, the frequently used words of comfort and cheer to have peace can sometimes feel hollow. For many of us, Christmas isn't that peaceful. It can be just the opposite. Stressful, busy, hectic, demanding times. You've got gifts to buy, presents to wrap, parties to attend, dinners to prepare, and let's not forget about church because the minister won't talk, stop talking about it. There's nothing peaceful about getting dressed on a Sunday morning with little kids. Nothing peaceful about it. Let me just, if you have little kids, raise your hand for a moment. Yes. I, I would just want to tell you, when they become teenagers, it doesn't get any easier. Okay? So it's not peaceful. And then there's the world at large. There is a lot of war and unrest. War in the Ukraine, war from Palestinians against the Jews. In a world filled with war and worry, we say peace on earth, and it can seem so elusive. This is the world that Jesus came to, this world of hostility and war, and the song Silent Night sometimes conjures a calm, soothing, peaceful images in our mind, and it's often a worshipful three-minute peaceful time in the midst of our hectic holiday preparations. But that original night was not very silent. The world was not at peace. There was a divide between God and his people. There was conflict among families and nations. There was a political unrest and the Roman oppression over Israel. There was demanding physical travel that was forced on Mary and Joseph by the Roman politicians. There was turmoil in the hearts of many. And in this time, Jesus came. Jesus came giving the gift of peace. It's hard for us to really imagine, to, to picture that, but centuries before Jesus was born, his birth was foreseen by the prophet Isaiah. In a section of the Bible that many people read at Christmas time, we find this, Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. For a child is born to us, a son is given. The government will rest on his shoulder, and he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's army will make this happen. Peace isn't found just on a night or in a program or some pill. It's not even a philosophy. Peace is only found because peace is a person. That's how we can get peace. And that is Jesus. Only the Prince of Peace can give us the gift of peace. That's why Jesus said in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. What kind of peace does Jesus give us? 
How many of you want not just peace and quiet, but you want real peace? That calming effect, that sustainability of peace, knowing that no matter what happens, I have got this because God is with me. So what is this peace that Jesus gives? There's a few kind of pieces that we see that that, uh, Jesus gives us. The first kind of peace that Jesus gives is emotional peace. Emotional peace means peace within, which is something I think we're all hunting for during the holidays. One lady told her friend, my therapist told me the way to achieve true inner peace is to finish what I started. So far today, I've finished two bags of chips and a chocolate cake. I feel better already. We can try to go with the world's philosophy of peace within, but God knows the unrest we feel within ourselves. He knows it because he knows us. He made you. He knows your deepest thoughts, your hurts, your joys and desires. He knows your peace that you need within. And God knows the broken world surrounding us and the unrest clamoring around and fighting against us. Which is why Paul talked about this in in Philippians 4. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's that inner peace. I think it's a beautiful promise. It's a rich practice. What a powerful peace that we can experience. Look at that phrase. God's peace exceeds anything we can understand, or as other translation, transcends all understanding. It defies our world and our circumstances. This peace comes in, and it doesn't make sense, but it's real. It calms us when everything is going on around us, even though that thing around us is hostile and against us. This peace shows itself most strongly in circumstances where peace just doesn't make sense. And that's because it's from Jesus. Many times you can see Christians going through a tragedy or illness, a conflict, a heartache. No matter how bad the situation, when that person lives with the truth that God is with them, Offering that gift of his peace, it makes it stronger and the world takes notice of it. It's like a hand in the dark. When, when we were young, we used to play hide-and-go-seek in the dark. So my parents, they just thought it was a fun thing. We'd cover all the windows, um, turn every light off, and we'd go play hide-and-go-seek as a family. You know what's one of the scariest things? You're walking through the house trying to find something, and this hand reaches out and grabs you. Thanks, Mom. By the way, my mom's here. Yeah. Now, that was scary, but you ever been trying to find your way through the dark, and a hand that you were looking for actually reaches out and guides you comforting and guides you to where you need to be? That's the kind of peace that Jesus gives here. It's that... We're stumbling around in the darkness of this world. And his hand reaches out and gives us his peace. Peace beyond understanding. So what is causing you anxiety this Christmas? What is stealing 
your peace away. First thing, have you taken it to God in prayer? That's what that scripture said. Take it to him. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to overlook it. Don't try to ignore it. Take it to God in prayer. Have you laid it at the base of the manger in the foot of the cross? Whatever your situation or stress may be, give it to Jesus. Draw near to him and let him give you that peace inside. Second kind of peace that Jesus gives is peripheral um, or external peace. Peace with others around us. It's one thing to experience peace within, with God, within our own heart, but it's another thing to have peace with people. Travis Tritt is a well-known country singer, but before he made it big, he was playing at all these bars and taverns, and at these places, things would get a little rowdy. Uh, Drunks who had a hard time controlling their temper, and then fights would start breaking out. And it didn't matter if it was summertime, spring, it didn't matter. When that would happen, Travis Tritt would start playing a song. He says, just when this crowd would get out of hand, when bikers were reaching for their pull cues and rednecks were heading for the gun rack, I'd start playing Silent Night. From the middle of July to um, any other day, I didn't care, and almost immediately the crowd would calm down. Sometimes they'd even start crying, standing there watching me sweat and play Christmas carols. Isn't that incredible? Just singing a song, and it caused everybody to look at around them. Now, we know not every problem can be solved by singing Christmas carols. I think this would have been a good thing for all of us to do at the checkout lanes this last week. Just start singing a song. But... What about the situations we can't change, the relationships that are broken, the, uh, the chaos that we can't calm, the hurt we can't heal, the violence around us that we can't understand? What do we do with that need for peace in our world? This, again, is where we recognize the two-part nature of Christmas. Many people call this the Advent season. Um, Advent means arrival the coming of a distinguished individual. Christmas celebrates the the first advent, the first coming of Jesus like this. But it's not the real advent that we're looking forward to. We're looking forward to that second advent. The same angels who announced the birth of Christ appeared again after his resurrection, after he ascended into heaven. The disciples were standing there, jaw dropped, staring into the sky, looking after Jesus. And they, they proclaimed to go out and do his work. He's, he's going to come back. It'll be, when he does, it'll be the fulfillment of Isaiah 32. The Lord's justice will dwell in the desert. His righteousness will live in fertile fields. The fruit of the righteous will be peace. Its effect will be quietness and confidence forever. My people will live in peaceful dwelling places, in secure homes, in undisturbed places of rest. Just look at that promise that God wants to give us. Jesus is that peace, that peace that was declared at Christmas but not realized yet. That peace we long for in our world is a peace that is still to come. We will never have full peace in this world because this world doesn't have enough room for Jesus. 
But we can live in the peace, the fact that that peace is going to be with us for eternity. And until then, we can turn to the words that Jesus spoke to his disciples. We can hold them. John 16, 33. I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you're going to have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. We can share in that peace starting now, not fully realized until we get to heaven, because we have Jesus. And then there's one more kind of peace, emotional, peripheral. And finally, the third kind of peace Jesus gives is eternal. I'm sure many of people have seen this bumper sticker um, or sticker on a car or even a t-shirt. No Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. It's placed all over places. It sounds tried and cliche, but look at the truth of that. When we know Jesus, when we know him relationship-wise, we have real peace. We can experience eternal peace because of what started in that manger and finished on that cross. Eternal peace is the most important type of peace. It's not peace within, emotional, it's, or peace with ourselves. It's not peripheral, peace with others. Eternal peace is actually peace with God himself. Acts 10.36, you know the message God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Our greatest need for peace is to be at peace with God. Our sin separates us from God. From the time sinner entered the world at the Garden of Eden, humans have been at odds with God. Our sins and His holiness are not compatible in fact, they're at conflict with each other. This is the reason Jesus came. This is the reason of Christmas. Romans chapter 5 says, Therefore, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God. Notice, peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. This peace wasn't given to us at Christmas. It was proclaimed, but not given. It wasn't made available until Jesus died on the cross and that veil, that separation between us and God was torn away and I could finally come and you could finally come to God because our sins were paid for. Because of sin, we are in conflict with God. We are enemies of God. Romans 8 says, For, we, for the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. We are enemies of God. Now, I, I grew up in the church. I've never been an enemy of God. I've always liked him. You know, we've been friends and pals. But anytime I chose to sin, I chose to be at war against God. You and I have been at war against God since we chose to sin. When I played war with my friends when we were little, we'd you know, grab a stick and pretend to shoot at each other and throw acorns and stuff. 
One of, my, one of the times, a friend, we, man, I was pelting him with acorns. I was winning, and then he picked up a rock. You know what he wanted to do? Finish the game. He was done. Because that's what you do when you're at war with something. And God, who knew that we were at war with him, he could have wiped us out. He could have wiped us off the face of the planet, but instead, he offered peace. He gave us his peace through Jesus. When we believe in Jesus and accept him as Lord, we are at peace with him. This eternal peace with the Creator is the greatest gift we can ever receive this season. It's available to us all. It's up to us, though, to receive that peace. There is peace today in Jesus. There will be complete peace that is yet to come in the world. But we can start living in that peace right now when we trust Jesus' promise. Because he has overcome. Because of Jesus, we are adopted into the family of God. We are no longer enemies. It says so in Ephesians 5, or 1.5. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This, this is my favorite part of this verse. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. He wanted to adopt you. It gave him great pleasure to adopt us all into his family. We who were at odds with him, who were at conflict, who were at war with him, he wanted to bring us into the family because he loved us so much. From enemy to family. And that can only happen through the Prince of Peace. The one who said, I will pay the penalty that you deserve so that you can enjoy the victory that I do deserve. That's what Jesus gives us. There is something important to remember. Although God offers his peace to everyone, not everyone will experience it. That's why the angels specified peace on those whom, with whom God is pleased. Praise has to come before that peace. When we give the highest glory to God, honoring and accepting Christ as our Savior, the Lord, then we'll experience the true peace of God. As we celebrate the Christmas season, we need to recognize that there is a longing for us that we want that true, ultimate, eternal peace. Until we can fully live in that, we need to have the truth within and with others that Jesus is the peace that we need. Remember that the peace of Christ is here and now waiting to fulfill us all. If you've never accepted that, if you've never bought into it and said, I need to live in that, what, what will change? If you if you don't change your path, what's going to happen? Don't you want the peace? I don't know where Dustin is. He's still over there. This is the time that he comes up to play music because I'm wrapping up the sermon. <laughs> That's funny. You Just leave him. We'll wing it. Oh, here he is. As we close. <laughs> We're going to stand and we're going to pray. And um, if you need to make a decision to accept that peace, won't you do that? I've been looking for you for like four minutes. We're having a party. I know. 
they were having a birthday party for Jesus. So uh, let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your son. I thank you that we can truly have peace with you, a peace we don't deserve, a peace I truly cannot understand. God, I thank you that you forgive us of our sins, the, those sins that we actually hurl at you as weapons, and yet you still offer your nail-printed hands to show us that we can have peace with you. Thank you for that forgiveness. Help us to live in that and to share that with others so that we can show this world what it means to be at peace with you, to live with peace in you, with you, and have that peace living through us to impact this dark world. I thank you, Jesus, so much for what you've done, and in your name we pray, amen.